Welcome to the Virtual Shift, a show looking at the seismic changes happening in healthcare with virtual care at the epicenter. Join me and my guests as we look at key cultural and policy shifts impacting how providers, payers, and patients connect, as well as how care is being reimagined both for today and the future. Hello, and thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Tom Foley. You can learn more about this show by visiting the program on healthcarenowradio.com, and be sure to follow me on LinkedIn, Twitter, at FoleyTom, and the hashtag, The Virtual Shift. We have a great guest on today, Janine Pratt, General Manager of Wipro Healthcare. Janine, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, you know, Wipro is not always the name that comes off the, the tip of the tongue when you talk about healthcare and innovation, transformation, but you guys are doing uh, a lot of very interesting things. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role, and then we'll get into talking about how uh, Wipro is shifting the uh, the market. Sure, absolutely. So I have been in healthcare well over 20 years. I come with a deep domain expertise. Um, I started out at the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine. I cut my teeth in healthcare uh, in the project management, program management role, and really understand healthcare from the inside out, from a people processes technology, and what fuels you know a healthy health health system so that you know technology and people and processes can support a cohesive enterprise you know my journey spans from uh, academic medicine through to consulting i was with beacon partners for a number of years uh, as a regional vice president leading their go to market and consulting engagements for the southern US and then spent over 8 years at KPMG as a senior director uh both as a relationship director and delivery so again you know my experience really complements working with large complex health systems that you know have a problem to solve and and they don't really always know where to begin and how to put the puzzle together yeah, and there are certainly a number of problems to be solved in healthcare on many different fronts, uh, as and not necessarily problems to solve, but uh, new ways of thinking about how to uh, deliver care and what infrastructure is needed in order to support that venture. So tell us a little bit about uh, Wipro Healthcare. Yeah, absolutely. So Wipro actually has been around for approximately 75 years. A lot of organizations that hear our name may not may not know that. Uh, Wipro has been focused in the IT and consulting space for well over 40 years. We're $11.5 billion strong and about uh, 1.3 billion in revenues uh, in healthcare. So we're doing we're doing quite a bit. We serve the provider market as well as the payer market, and we work with some of the biggest logos um, logos around, uh, from a commercial and individual plan, Medicare and Medicaid plans, and providers and health tech and and med device organizations. So some of the areas that we work with are, you know, front, middle, and and back office improvements. And we layer in consulting, AI, and technical expertise to help bring the, the right solutions to bear. So for, for example, we have a digital 
digital platforms. We have two digital platforms. Uh, we serve uh, the Medicare population, specifically Medicare Advantage with um, enrollment and billing. We actually have 60% of that, that market that we serve. Um, and we also serve the Affordable Care Act providers, and we're in 20% of that market, and we have a, a BPAS solution uh, for that market. So that's just one of the areas focusing on our payers. Um, then we have digital operations, uh, where we where we focus on, um, again, the, the solutions that we can bring to bear in front, middle, and back office, starting with patient experience all the way on through the back end uh, from revenue cycle billing claims, ERP, um, and then digital transformation. You know, many of our clients are challenged right now with having to take out cost. You know, as you know, Tom, there was uh, the worst year ever in healthcare last year from a financial perspective. There's no more uh, Care Act payments, and you know organizations are hurting. So digitally, they're trying to figure out, how do I do more with less? How do I create a more cost-efficient model without compromising care? And how do I enable, you know, digital health, which could also mean digital medicine, telehealth. So we have a variety of partners and solutions around that where we can help to um, have cost efficiencies and, you know, provide a modern workforce for them. Interesting. So when you talk about a digital platform in Medicare and your infrastructure solutions influencing 60% of the market, tell us a little bit more about what you're doing specifically in Medicare and, and even in Medicaid, for that matter, relative to uh, where Wipro plays. Sure. So um, let's make the assumption that you are a payvider, meaning, meaning that you're um, a provider that is now wanting to stand up an employee-sponsored health plan. We can come to you with a, with a solution for um, enrollment, billing, and BPAS to help host your, your uh, health plan. So we, we have that out-of-the-box uh, solution that we can bring to bear. We can white-label it, and it is then your solution. And we have the whole life cycle from you know, enrollment to even, um, you know, for sales, right? So let's say you have a, a, you know, a sales team that wants to sell your, your, your plan and they want to get members. So we have that end-to-end -end solution from, you know, uh, cradle to grave, whereby we can host that, that platform. Wipro made an acquisition about six or seven years ago with a system that was called HPS for uh, health plan services, and we've incorporated that into part of our core. So we could do it very, very efficiently, and we can help a provider make that leap to payvider um, and bring that out-of-the-box turnkey solution. Interesting. And then that parlays, I would think, to some degree, with your involvement with the ACAs and, uh, and controlling 20% of that particular market. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Our our payer presence is is very, very uh, significant. We work with some of the largest payers in the country, and we work with them in a variety of ways. So, for example, member experience, we are helping to create a member experience that is more valuable, more sticky, and helps um, helps the payer be able to deliver quality 
to to that member. So, for example, with the infusion of of AI and Gen AI, we are in the process of deploying solutions that help that call center agent make that experience with the member um, much more personalized and much more valuable. So, for example, let's say we have a member that's calling into a plan to say, you know, I just went to my dentist and I need a root canal. Is a root canal covered? The agent will be able to focus on the conversation with with the member, but the Gen AI agent is listening in the background and helping to augment and assist the agent by pulling up like the DNA on, on the person that's calling. Here's their plan, here's their deductible, here's where they live, here's some dentists they can go to, here's what's in network, here's what's out of network, and the agent is able to give that valuable uh, information to to the member. So as opposed to somebody focusing on a computer as they're listening and typing and reading, they're focusing on the member and or and or the patient and delivering the information, serving that information up in in a personalized way and giving them options. And we can even do this with price transparency as well. And then at the end of the call, we're giving them a summary of everything we told them so they have it in writing. So, so that's I mean, just one example. Yeah, and and the fundamentals there are is data. You Correct. have you have a very rich uh, accumulation and aggregation and normalizing, I, I would say, uh, of the data relative to information you have on not only the patient's profile from a health plan perspective, what's their plan say relative to what deductibles are and, and, and who's in their network and things of that nature, but also from uh, from what the claims, you know, the claims uh, flow uh, flowing through your systems. So Wipro talks a, a, a little bit about the Wipro interoperability solution. Is that bringing in the, the clinical data as well? Yes. Okay. So where let me backtrack a moment. We are all about data, right? Wipro does an excellent job from cradle to grave of being able to help a client be able to um, take their data, synthesize it, go from on-prem to cloud, be able to make that data usable to, to drive insights. Um, and we have tools to help accelerate this journey um, that, that we leverage in healthcare, it's called Cloud Studio. Many of the challenges with, with cloud is, are you on-prem, are you off-prem, are you hybrid? Do I go private cloud? Do I go public cloud? Do I go hybrid cloud? So we we have the, uh, the skill set and the experience and the references to be able to help a client to make that leap. And once the data is in a place that can be, I'm going to use the word harvested because that's what you're doing in, in a safe way via AI. You have to harvest that data. Once the data is in a space that it can be harvested, um, that's where the power of AI really, really lies and the power of any kind of automation. Yeah. The the, the power of data fundamentally is, is the strategic differentiation moving forward in my view when you have the cms making statements that or establishing or setting goals and objectives that says uh, i want every provider to be in a value-based care plan by 2030 that suddenly changes the whole the whole ecosystem and and it really changes the way not uh, so that yeah so that, that that statement alone impacts 1.1 million providers in the U.S. 
So now yeah. we all have to start thinking differently. It's not just about the hospitals, not just about the payers. I'm thinking, uh, not and and it's going to be very tough for the individual provider to adopt these transformations. And I don't even think that that's a Wipro market per se, but there are large independent physician associations that are looking to establish this clinically integrated state. Not not only do they currently have it, but they have to enhance it in order to meet this challenge. Mm-hmm. ACOs are the same way. Large ACOs are the same way. They they have a disparity of doctors across the ecosystem, and but they need the uh, the aggregation of the data. Uh, no matter where you might be, and no matter what physician you might have seen, uh, to actually, to your point, whoever that patient engages within that IPA or ACO or health system or payer, they can tell that full story. I used to say that, hey, I'm from New Jersey, right? I go to New York for <laughs> system. I can go to New York, great healthcare in New York City, right? I got great uh, healthcare in Princeton and the Princeton area where, where I'm from, and I can go to Philadelphia, right? Three states. Three different health systems. The only one that really knew about me was my payer, right? The other three, the three different HIEs, three different EHRs, three different everything. No one knew about the other except for the claim information that my payer mm-hmm. got uh, if I if I submitted the claim versus paying cash. So the point here is that as we move to value, data has to follow you. It does. Right? And it, it does have to follow you. And you have to be able as whether you're 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 an ACO, you're a large provider network, an IDN, you have to be able to have the ability to take that data and be able to know when I go into a value-based care model, what is the cost of care? Many organizations do not know what that cost of care is. And again, they have to bring that data together. It's a combination of claims data and clinical data to be able to aggregate that together to know what is the cost of care and what bundles should I go at should should I you know play with what bundles should I should I say we will do this as a value-based care bundle where should I step my toe in the water and the insights are not readily available yeah exactly so so where do you see so you uh, Wipro was very much involved on the consultative side right they mm-hmm. and one of your differentiators is that you not you don't do just consulting the strategy side of the equation you go from strategy to steady state meaning you've gone you've taken your strategy you've actually uh, eaten your own dog food if you will mm-hmm. and uh, implemented it and and then established this steady state tell us where you believe via Wipro Healthcare, the market is going in context of this move to value? I think the market is really struggling with how do I um, create efficiencies in the market as they move to this, this, this next evolution? I mean, think about it. The cost of labor has gone sky high. The cost of technical resources has gone sky high. Many many of the uh, challenges that we have in COVID uh, or we experienced in COVID uh, have now become part of the core uh, the core ecosystem. Nurses are striking. They want more money. You can't get blood out of a stone. Reimbursements are shrinking. Value-based care is coming. You still have to take care of a patient and there's wage inflation. So what we are seeing is an urgent um, inquiry from the market 
of um, where can I create efficiencies? A lot of this is being able to look at infrastructure cost, cloud computing cost, reduce technical debt, and um, you know, offload some of that that risk. Which you know, if you are outsourcing some of your uh, some of your ecosystem, you then take that cybersecurity, and that cybersecurity responsibility now goes to your partner. So the 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 shift is really how do I um, migrate some services, some technical debt and be able to uh, create an innovation fund, so to speak, to be able to uh, reinvest in this organization so that we can you know, successfully move to value-based care, move to a consumer-based model where these health systems can act more like an Amazon of healthcare because they have the investments to be able to put those digital tools, digital operations in place at, at the front end to, you know, meet the patient, which is a consumer where they are. Yeah. And do you, do you think that the, the two interesting points, I, I, uh, uh, Chen Med, uh, who I've had on the uh, program before, Dr. Chris Chen would say that, you know, 70% of today's health issues are related to behaviors. Mm-hmm. Right. And yep. so the question is, how do you change the consumer side in order to change behaviors, right? Yeah. Uh, the flip side of that is that you have 1.1 million doctors out there that are in a fee-for-service model being told to go to value, but there's no unified strategy uh, in order to on how to get there. And there's and, and, and somewhat... The, the point is, is that sometimes, with all due respect to the provider, uh, when they ask themselves, how do I, I need to make more money because I have more overhead, right? Uh, it costs to the business. And so I have to tread faster. I tread faster, meaning I need to see more, I need to see more patients in the same period of time that I, mm-hmm. that I've, I have allocated in the day, right? Mm-hmm. That means each patient gets a little less of the doctor. Uh, as they go forward, that's not necessarily good healthcare. And then you got other systems uh, like the, these urgent care centers. Uh, I'll call out a, a bit and and say, you know, they're just skimming off the top because there's not it's not a holistic care and and it's, and it's not value based. It's it's uh, opportunity based. Of hey, I'm just going to go to I'm just going to go to my corner drugstore and get a quick uh encounter so i can get my antibiotics and go right Mm -hmm. uh so it it just doesn't what are your thoughts on this lack of unity in context of well how do i do how do how do i get the value for those for those individual providers and a bulk of the overall market uh, trying to figure out figure that out it's not hey get the value and you got by 2030 to get there right it's just it doesn't work so i I think my, I, I think that it's it's a challenge based on the population that is aging, right? I think you have to look at the younger generation as being able and willing to take more ownership of 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 their health care, of their health record, of the Internet of Things, of connected devices, so that they say, oh, my blood pressure or my heart rate is is low or you know, the Internet of Things being able to uh, supplement 
and be and being open to that that ownership of of their health care. If you look at, you know, an older generation, I don't think generationally you're going to be able to get them to take to take ownership of of their health care in the same way. For instance, if you look at like a hospital at home or or home monitoring, telehealth and and home monitoring, they're they're very very challenged and there needs to be support at home in the doctor's and in the doctor's office to help them understand that we need to have these these monitoring at home and we need to ensure we keep you healthy and out of the hospital and how do we do that and they have to embrace technology so so i think it's a generational uh question and it will be a generational movement for those that will want to take ownership and that older generation that will uh be more reluctant to embrace technology yeah i i do think that that is a uh, a good uh part of the answer i i think the answer to how do i get the value sits within value it w- sits within a fee-for-service model and mm-hmm. when i say that i i look as you know i'm very much involved uh, through gdmd with the uh, virtual care model personally i think that is uh, part of the answer. If I can, if I'm a provider, and I can adopt uh, remote patient monitoring, chronic care management, uh, um, uh, behavioral health, uh, a number of different virtual programs, I can start to see medication adherence issues. Mm-hmm. I can start to see how their programs reduce emergency room visits. I can start to see reduction of hospitalization all within a fee-for-service model. Mm -hmm. Now I can make the leap because now I have confidence on what I need to do. Now now I'm going to, it's not a a blind jump to value. It's an Mm -hmm. educated jump to value because you have that experience. The only difference now is you're going to be taking on more risk based on what you know you're program can do and has done versus how do we get the value right yeah D- data so, is key data data and, and, is key so many organizations and healthcare in general has been collecting data for eons research data years and years of data where is it it's siloed it's in different yeah. systems and aggregated. so that gets back to the idea of health systems ipas acos payers collaborating in today's world of a primary care provider did remote patient monitoring and you had and or chronic care management because the patient had two or more chronic conditions Mm -hmm. i'm the only one that sees the data that's it right my the patient's cardiologist doesn't see it my the patient's urologist no otherologist sees it other than the primary care or whoever did the whoever got to that patient first with data being aggregated, and that's what I was liking about what Wipro was doing, is that with data, even across an IPA, a health system, everybody sees the patient record, yeah, right? We, Independent we have, of what EHR you have, mm-hmm. and, and then everybody can act on the same set of data. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah we have tools that allow us to aggregate data from across the, the ecosystem using SmartFire. So we are actively doing this today. We are taking data from all types of, of sources and we're able to aggregate it, get it into a data lake and drive insights for our clients. Again, we have 
you know, longevity, you know, across all markets, we bring an outside in approach to healthcare. I mean, take the lessons of, of, of energy, of consumer and retail, of, of fintech, and we've been able to bring all of those lessons into healthcare to create, you know, economies of scale. We've created tools that allow somebody to, you know, hyperscale um, to the cloud to get to this point, and not to mention, you know, the AI capabilities and and solutions that we've been able to build. I'll give you one one quick example. You know, Epic has dipped their toe in the water pretty large with with AI, and there is a solution that's being tested in the market for AI-assisted coding with a human in the loop. We've actually developed this for the non-Epic environment, where we are able to take the data that's in a medical record, as opposed to having a human read everything and come up with it, we have a human in the loop solution that allows a coder to be able to go through volumes of data. To It will suggest uh, and support um, the ICD-10 code. And it also allows you know, the coder to say, this is correct, or I need additional support. So you have to have that connectivity. You have to have the insight across the board. And it's something that we do very well by connecting disparate data sources, aggregating the data sources and putting accelerators and automation in to make, you know, the the health system have the insights to those data and that data and do your job a little easier. Yeah. And that's how you alleviate, alleviate some of the resource crunch, if you will. You you you're more intelligent on the on the infrastructure side to help answer questions as opposed to just being a technology cost spend. It yeah. starts to be uh, the uh, the technology itself starts to be the ROI yeah. uh, to some degree. Yeah, and, and from the from the infrastructure infrastructure perspective, if a if a client wants to reduce technical debt and make some changes along the infrastructure of their you know their their backbone and potentially look at outsourcing part of that, Wipro has a very very strong balance sheet. We can look at a business case, and in some cases, if you know the based on 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 what the construct of the contract looks like we have the ability to give a cash infusion and write them uh, a check which is an advancement advance check on their savings so that they have the ability to use that wow. in to to innovate again you know we don't do that with with every client it's got to be the the construct of the deal but the point is that we will put you know fees at risk with our client and we will make sure we we meet those measures and we put our money where our mouth is which really no one does in healthcare yeah that is a very compelling uh, position janine pratt general uh, general manager of wipro healthcare i truly appreciate you uh, taking the time to join us on the virtual shift Uh, i thank you and hopefully we'll have you back on the program soon thank you so much for the opportunity tom this has been wonderful that's today's shift appreciate the audience taking the time to tune in. If you missed part of today's episode, you can tune back in at the healthcarenowradio.com at the same time, 11 a.m. or 7 p.m. Eastern throughout the week. And be sure to check out the program page at thevirtualshift.co. As well, remember to follow me on LinkedIn, Twitter at FoleyTom, and follow the show's hashtag, The Virtual Shift. I'm Tom Foley. Until the next shift.